0: Chapter Twenty Five of Ashton Kirk, Secret Agent, by John Thomas McIntyre This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Pete Mylon. Chapter Twenty Five, Caught. The expression upon the faces of the three as they gazed at Ashton Kirk were of mingled amazement and fear. But the secret agent only smiled in return. The twinkle in his eyes was altogether humorous. "'I know,' said he, "'that I am exceedingly annoying in happening here, "'especially at such a time as this. "'But you see, we all have our tasks in life, "'and mine is to convince people "'that things are seldom what they seem.' There was no reply, and the secret agent, fixing his gaze upon the girl, continued. That you think I am clever is a compliment for which I thank you. It is hard, with a smile, to be indebted to a person and be able to make only a, so to speak, left-handed return. The girl was the first of the three to recover. She stared at the speaker unflinchingly. And that is she asked. Only that in saying that you have won, you made a slight mistake. Don't be too sure that it is one," she said. Then, with a fierce, bitter ring in her tone, she added, There would have been no mistake had I had my way a few nights ago. The secret agent laughed. Ah, no, said he. I can well believe that, you urged our friend here nodding toward drevenoff rather strongly to be sure drevenoff's face was waxen with increased fear the wide-open stare of his eyes grew more marked he was about to say something but before he could do so karkowsky spoke who asked the elder pole is this gentleman The girl laughed in a mocking sort of way. "'An amateur policeman,' she said. "'Perhaps you have heard of him. His name is Ashton Kirk.' Karkowski seemed to ponder, but at length he shook his head. "'No,' said he. "'I do not recall the name.' Then, to the secret agent, "'Would you mind stating your business, sir?' "'You would make an excellent comedian, Mr. Karkowski,' said the other. "'I do not recall ever having seen that so well done before, "'and when one considers how many times the device has been used, "'that is saying a great deal.' Drevenoff took a step toward the speaker. "'What?' demanded he. "'Did you mean a moment ago when you spoke of my being strongly urged?' So? Ashton Kirk darted a keen look at him. That attracted your attention, did it? He remained with his eyes upon the young man for a moment, and then continued. You seem to have a habit, when dispatched upon messages, of seeing to your own affairs first. I recall, reminiscently, that upon the night of the murder of Dr. Morse, I asked you to go for the police. I did so, said the Pole. Oh, yes, to be sure. But you took occasion first to fasten a window which had been previously neglected. For an instant it seemed as though Drevenoff would cry out. But with a great effort he held himself in check. I don't understand you, he said. I sympathize with you in that, said Ashton Kirk. "'Because there are many things I do not understand myself. "'For example,' and he wrinkled his brow as though in an attempt to recall something, "'I do not understand how you escaped the eye of the man I had at your heels the other night "'when Miss Corbin sent you to the city.' "'Was it by a leap from the train while it was moving?' "'He shook his head in strong disapproval. "'That was dangerous.' A quick look passed between the three, but the secret agent proceeded. There are some, however, who are willing to take chances, no matter how desperate. Then again, there are others who dislike to risk anything. You, for example. And he looked once more at the girl. Refuse to run risks of a certain sort. You are one of those who believe in clearing the way of obstacles as you come to them that and he nodded appreciatively is an admirable effort but to be absolutely effective it should contain a dash of imagination for then if one were planning a murder by illuminating gas for instance one would realize the result of a raised blind a grass plot is an excellent background for the shadows cast by a strong light Again, the quick glances were interchanged, and then Karkowski spoke briskly. "'We have listened to you, Mr. Ashton Kirk, as you must admit, with a great deal of patience. "'So you will pardon me if I insist upon your stating the nature of your business without further loss of time.' Ashton Kirk looked at the fresh-faced little man with his frank, well-opened eyes and well-fed figure. "'and a look of amusement came into his face. "'As to that,' said the secret agent, "'I am entirely at one with you. "'I desire to finish my business as quickly as I can. "'I was here upon much the same effort as the two who just left,' he continued. "'But there is this difference. "'They were willing to pay for the paper contained in the scapular, "'while I expect to have it handed to me for the asking.' Karkowski sat down and crossed his legs much after the manner of a man who is interested. The young man and the girl remained standing and were silent. A e paper, said Karkowski, as he stroked his chin thoughtfully. Will you kindly be more explicit? Again, I felicitate you upon your talent, said the secret agent. You were meant for the stage he sat upon the edge of the table and nursed one knee with his clasped hands but let me assure you that you are but wasting your breath and your ability he paused for a moment and then went on if everyone concerned in this matter had displayed a like degree of talent things might not have turned out as they have let me suggest to you to the girl "'that you make an effort to change your style of handwriting. "'If you continue in your present trade, "'you can't hope for success "'while possessing so noticeable a characteristic.' "'For the first time since his discovery "'of the secret agent's presence, "'Karkowski lost his presence of mind. "'He uttered an exclamation. "'The postman,' smiled Ashton Kirk, "'told me of Mr. Kendrick of Low Street.' And it did not take a great deal of time to reason it out that you and he were one, and that the second address was a ruse to throw the police off the track should there be any need of it. The man who had you in charge also had orders to keep an eye out for a woman, for the handwriting which had so attracted the attention of the postman, together with some other little things, had told me that a woman was concerned. But, as a matter of fact, he never had a glimpse of her until you went to meet her at the station and boarded the train for washington on the journey here he occupied a chair in the same car he is a clever man sneered the girl quite so but there are things which are out of his line for example he has not been able to find out how you obtained entrance to the von stunenberg house But that you did enter, he knew, for he watched you as you went in. And then he called me on the telephone and described you. I knew that I could not mistake you, with a little bow, for there are not many of your market type, and if that were not enough, your costume is unique. Well, said she, I did not see you take the paper from Miss Corbin, said Ashton Kirk. But I was quite sure that you had it for all that. And you allowed me to go? The girl sneered once more, but Ashton Kirk shrugged his shoulders. It made no great difference, said he, quietly. The man who watched you enter was watching you when you left. His arrangements were such that only a miracle could have permitted your escape. For a moment, the three were silent. Then young Drevenoff spoke. You heard what Okiu and the other said while they were here? All that was essential, I think. I know that you have the paper, and this being the case, it is to you whom I now direct my attention. By that, said Drevenov, I suppose you mean that you expect me to give it up, The secret agent nodded. I credit you with some common sense, said he, and therefore think that you will do so. The young man was about to answer, but Karkowski stopped him. The elder then bent toward Ashton Kirk. His usually good-humored eyes wore an entirely different expression. His round face was set and hard. I perceive said he, in a cold, even voice, that there is nothing to be gained by further evasion. We have the paper of which you speak. We have it after several years of constant effort, and the reward that was to follow the finding of it is all but in our hands. He rose, and his small figure seemed to dilate as he proceeded perhaps you heard this reward mentioned a while ago it is to be a large sum of money paid by the japanese government but do not suppose that we and he waved his hand so as to include the other two hoped for personal profit ashton kirk shook his head i do not suppose so said he Some few facts, which I gathered as to your reading at the public libraries, gave me an idea as to your purpose. Humanity, declared Karkowski. It's development and progress. That is our creed. This money was to help fight tyranny, as represented by Russia. The Japanese, whom we have dealt with, know nothing of our intentions. "'for they, too, are ruled by a tyrant. "'And we fear that rather than advance our cause, "'if they knew the truth, "'they would forgo leveling at their own country "'a blow which they long to strike. "'We have given ourselves to this thing,' he went on, "'have stopped at nothing. "'No chance has been too desperate, no hope too small. "'And now that, as I have said, "'the reward is all but in our hands,' Do you think we will pause, that we will weaken in our purpose, that we will surrender the paper to you because you come here and demand it? If you do suppose so, said Trevenoff, you do not know us. You are only one. If we failed before, it does not follow that we will fail again. You are right, Julia, to the girl. I should have used the revolver you offered me instead of the gas. It would have been sure, and would have saved us further trouble. Ah, said the secret agent. So it was a revolver she offered you. I recall your refusal of it very well. And I also recall, thoughtfully, that it was a pistol shot which ended the life of Dr. Morse. Perhaps she also offered you the weapon in that instance. "'What?' cried the young Pole. "'Do you mean to say—' But Ashton Kirk interrupted him. "'I mean to say,' said he, "'that I know you were in the library on the night of the murder.' "'Wait!' as Drevenoff seemed about to interrupt him. "'Do you mean to say that you were not in the library that night, secretly?' Do you mean to say that you did not steal down the front staircase, unfasten a rear window, and admit a woman? And do you mean to say that you did not make a search, and in doing so cut your hand upon a glass drawer knob? Drevenoff gasped, and a wild look came into his eyes. In a moment the girl was at his side, whispering soothingly to him, all her defiance gone, her manner soft and anxious. If I were to tell these things in a court of law, said Ashton Kirk, and he shrugged his shoulders, and then followed them up by showing your entire willingness to take human life, as demonstrated by your venture with the illuminating gas, do you think there would be much chance of your escaping conviction for the murder of Dr. Morse? Drevenoff shook himself free from the girl. His face was white. "'and he trembled from head to foot. "'But the wild look of terror in his eyes "'had given place to one of desperate resolution. "'Karkowski seemed to read the look. "'And what it told him, apparently, "'agreed well with his own inclinations at the moment, "'for his hand stole to his pocket, "'and he took a forward step. "'You would have us in a law court, would you?' "'asked the younger Pole in a husky voice. "'and you'd put a rope around my neck. "'Well, maybe you would if you got the chance, "'but you have not yet done it, and you will not!' "'With the last word, he leaped upon Ashton Kirk, "'his hands gripping at his throat, "'and at the same moment Karkowski drew a shining object from his pocket. "'What would have happened would be difficult to say, "'but at the first sign of violence, "'Fuller, Burgess, and some others burst into the room, Karkowski was seized, and the younger man was torn away from the secret agent. The latter readjusted his collar with one hand, and smiled quietly. "'To grip a man by the throat is a very primitive mode of attack, my dear sir,' said he. "'The very best authorities have set their faces against it, for while you are so engaged,' you leave yourself open to more or less deadly counter-movements. But as it happened, this, and a scarlet something showed in his hand, is the only thing that happened to you. I was too seriously engaged in picking your pockets to think of anything else. What reply Drevenoff made to this did not seem to interest the secret agent a great deal, however, for he turned his back upon them all, and under a light, began making an examination of his find. They caught the rustle of paper and saw him place something carefully in his pocket book. When he finally turned, his aides were about leading the prisoners from the room. At the door, there was a halt. The girl turned toward him. It's too late to deny anything in which we have had a hand, said she, disregarding the muttered warnings of Karkowski. But the one thing with which we had nothing to do, I will deny. Neither here, pointing to Drevenoff, nor I killed Dr. Morse. I admit everything else, but that one thing we did not do. Ashton Kirk said nothing, and the girl went on. Drevenoff did admit me to the house on the night the doctor was killed. He had searched for the paper everywhere and knowing that I was clever at such things, he asked me to help him. It was for the same purpose that I was in the house on the night we tried to fix you with the illuminating gas. But... And her hands went up dramatically. We did not lay a hand upon the doctor. He was seated in his chair, dead, when we went into the library. If he was murdered... And her voice sank. I can indicate the guilty person. "'Who was it?' asked Burgess. "'It was his secretary, Warwick.' "'You did not see him do it?' "'It was Fuller who asked the question. "'No. "'But after we had searched everywhere, we heard the sound. "'I was just about to open a bag which I saw on the floor, "'and Drevenoff whispered to me to run.' I did so, taking the bag with me. I had stepped out of the window and was looking about when Warwick leaped out after me and seized the bag. I tried to tear it from him, but could not. Then I ran, leaving it in his hands. There was a silence for a moment. Then she added, What I have just said is the absolute truth. If you are even half as clever a man as you are said to be, to Ashton Kirk. You will find this to be so. And with that, she followed Karkowski and Drevenoff from the room, each guarded by a stout plain-clothes man. End of Chapter 25